Hello, I'm Michelle. And I'm Laura. And this is the Pair Entrepreneur Club podcast, a fortnightly show to help you navigate the demands of being both a parent and a business owner. We will share lots of practical ideas, hints and tips, and our own and others' experiences of juggling work, family, health and finances. Above all, we want to help you find your purpose, define your identity and banish any confidence gremlins that might be holding you back from the life you dream of. No matter whether you have children or not, there will be something here for you. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, and I'm Michelle. We want to talk to you a little bit about um, one of the techniques that we use in coaching. Um, So something I frequently use at the start of any coaching conversation is um, around the communication model, which is a uh, NLP technique. Um, It's built around one of the NLP foundations, which is um, the, the principle of the map is not the territory. Um, And we'll explain that in a little bit more uh, detail and and our kind of interpretation of that as well. But, I mean, is that something you use as well, Michelle, the communication model? Yeah, absolutely. I think from my own personal style, I I tend to try and understand from individuals what their their natural uh, response is and the way they they, they respond to an event. And then we put the, the model against that so people can really understand it. Um, I think sometimes uh, just knowing the audience, isn't it? We we, we always find this. Um, some some individuals are really really model obsessed, and it, and I think once I certainly know when I did this in an NLP training, the penny just dropped, um, and the model itself is is quite powerful to see, and and actually to see it as a visual, which we can probably share at the end of this podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think yeah, you're absolutely right. We get hung up on theory sometimes, um, yeah. you know. But it is about understanding actually how our brain works. Um, mm, and I've listened to to loads of different um, kind of authors and um, people that talk about this. And and I know Devin Brown talks about system yeah. one and system two brains. Um, but it is that actual process of how we uh, delete, distort, and uh, generalize information. So my under, yeah, so so my understanding is that when an event happens, we we naturally process something like two million pieces of data at once mm-hmm. um, through all our senses. Mm-hmm. So even if you think of if you're in a, a busy coffee shop and having a conversation, we do this so many times when you yeah. focus in on each other, um, you know, yeah. because you're you're listening to the to what the other person's saying, and actually mm-hmm. you probably miss out everything else that's going on around you um, yeah. you know and I, and I had it fairly recently where someone said oh, I was waving at you and that you didn't see me um, yeah, and it's because of that um, deleting the external data and focusing on one thing yeah absolutely and we all hone into those senses so differently as well don't we my I drive my husband absolutely insane because he's like you touch everything when you go shopping you touch absolutely everything I'm like and I never realized it until I did NLP you know I just thought that's who I am and that's just part and parcel of it I suppose the psychology student in me I had an awareness of it but yeah this model kind of really finesses that doesn't it and I know we've had conversations when you know, you, you certainly sit there and you kind of put those senses behind it and you really kind of truly understand, um, you know, just just general conversations you have, not necessarily coaching conversations with people, but people you meet 
from a family perspective if you go out for dinner with friends you just naturally can see like if someone orders a bottle of wine what the go-to is what this is it's like I really want one that's going to taste like this or I really want one and you know when people smell the wine as opposed to just uh, yeah as opposed to just picking the cheapest on the menu or <laughs> feeling the bottle like I might do it's um it can be applied in so many ways can't it just the pure basics and so the sense of the sensory piece that we have those those things that of one of those parts of that communication model yeah absolutely and kind of touching on a you know another aspect there but in terms mm. of the the actual the you know the five senses if you think of everything that's going on in one process you say you know if you you tasting a glass of wine is what does that taste like you know what sounds mm. are going on around you and you you have this internal perception of what's happened before yeah. so yeah, perhaps when absolutely. you ordered that bottle of wine last time you might recall the memory of when you last drank it which Absolutely. will have, uh, you know, alter that perception, your experience of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's why we're saying when we delete, distort and generalise, we might say, um, you know, a distortion might be the last time I had this, you know, it tasted completely different. But yeah. our memory is something of perhaps being, you know, in a really nice restaurant on a date or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Um, and and that's a different circumstance to where we're in now. So we yeah. distort that memory, yeah, or the experience absolutely. of that wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It go, it goes in, and you don't quite appreciate how that external piece when it goes in, and you say those two million bits of data, how they actually then filter through that brain, and all those different components, isn't it? I mean if you just crudely put it without thinking about the model how many times do you say you know it's, it's about the way it feels it's that value piece isn't it it's that alignment things that things have happened before and you just have that feeling that you know and that yeah. is part of that that filter isn't it that happens you know one one of those pieces that you contribute to it those those memories those values that you hold it's all about that validity, isn't it? And I think sometimes we, we all feel that, but until you start looking at it in an NLP model, it's it's very difficult to translate. And sometimes it's that ha aha moment, isn't it? When you bring this model to life for people, it's like, that's exactly why I do that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And, and our brains, are, they're not rational. Um, no, exactly. So even with right. things like distortion, I mean, one of the most ridiculous things that I do is um, when my husband's away, I hate closing the window blinds or closing curtains because yeah. I, I I'm sure there's someone outside and, and my brain will yeah, actually yeah. tell me yeah. there's someone there, even yeah. though I know there's yeah. not. But then Absolutely. I start to see things um, yeah. and, and yeah. that is a, a distortion that's happening that is not Absolutely. a rational thing. No, no. And it's those memories that go into play with that as well, isn't it? Sometimes it's the memories that sit behind it, that you, you, you're recollecting something and it's how, how you deal with that memory or how you maybe haven't dealt with that memory and how it how it manifests then. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other key things is the generalisation as well. And and we, you know, what we'll tend to do is recall past memories of things that have happened to us. So I know this frequently from from a HR perspective and that if you say to someone on a Friday, can I see you in my office? Yeah. That whole piece of oh, the last time that somebody called me into an office on Friday was really bad news or I was in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's that generalisation of, oh, my God, why am I being called into the office? It must be something yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we do that in all areas of life elsewhere yeah. as well um yeah even you know to, to things where I've had conversations with my husband and and 
you know you, you have that oh well you always do it that way yeah because yeah. we generalize yeah um, you know on, on things that they've done before yeah absolutely I think I said to you before it's like the wet towels in the bathroom on the floor we, we you know we'll, we'll assume they're on the floor every morning in the bathroom as opposed to thinking of it picked up the generalization happens and the way that input goes into your brain and then the way you behave to that because that generalization is what affects that outcome behavior doesn't it yeah. yeah it does yeah and and even you know with the deletion side of it as well in yeah. deleting data that we don't want to hear absolutely so language yeah. plays a huge part in yeah. what we actually hear so feedback yeah. is a great example when someone's telling you something we're naturally yeah. programmed to focus on negative anyway yeah but we will delete the bits that we think either yeah. are uncomfortable or yeah. um you know the the positive bits and focus on the negative yeah absolutely absolutely and certainly when we have our HR hats on that's why it's so important in the messaging that we do for line managers and business owners like the, the, the language you put behind some of that stuff because yeah that deletion is so powerful or we or, you know we kind of like to think that the information's there when we've misunderstood it it's kind of it's it's that brain playing that trick isn't it and we all feel it sometimes we think oh you know what why why am I doing that or why did they say that well they didn't actually say it and it's minuted and it might be even recorded <laughs> but you like to you like to admit that part because it's like you say it's the brain doing that natural deletion piece um I think sometimes I've said to so people I've coached over the years if you go back if we sit from where we were two weeks ago when you go back they can all recall things that have happened within those two weeks where they've had that conversation and they'll articulate it to me and I'll say you know there's two sides to every story and I think that's that's a really good thing in LP sometimes because your brain does filter out so much of that stuff and if I say to somebody well what was what was their the recollection of that conversation what do you think their recollection would be it's, it's vastly different sometimes and it is because we're literally input the thing goes in we're processing that and then the way we act to that and the behavior that comes out is like you say we're either deleting some of it we're making those generalizations and it can be very different from the conversation from the person on the other side of the table um Absolutely. and it's quite powerful <laughs> yeah it is I think you know it's, it's funny because I, I love uh, police dramas and uh, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. watching tv and and I think when you, you see a police interrogating someone, they always say there's yeah. that, that three versions of the truth. There's yeah. my story, your story, and then what actually Absolutely. happened. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and we see it in the HR perspective of when we're doing yeah. mediations or dealing with investigations. There's mm -hmm. always, like you said, two sides to every story. Um, yeah. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Absolutely. So, absolutely. It's all that stuff that gets thrown into the mix, isn't it? It's your beliefs, your values that you hold, the things that have happened before, those memory pieces, all those things are at play, aren't they? And no matter how sophisticated the brain can become, that subconscious things happened. Um, even if even if you can try and overcome it in conversation, sometimes you have those coaching sessions and then that aha moment happens. And it's like, yeah, I, I understand that now. That's exactly what I've done because that happened five years ago and I had that conversation and that's the way it went. And so the way that's gone into the brain and the way that person's behaved just from all that stuff that's that's affecting that all those Absolutely. Uh, sensory things. And I think this is one of the things you know you realize when you have a child as well yeah. is that the language that we use and the way that we um you know impress upon those children is so important. Um and it, and it kind of teaches you to be a better leader and a, a better manager mm -hmm. I think because mm -hmm. it it does reinforce, you know, that, that like my son will replay things back to me. I think, yeah, 
how did he has he learned that he's just said yeah, exactly yeah. my words yeah um, and it, it definitely it picks you up on the things that you you maybe don't even realize that you're doing um so even if you're saying things about you know I might say something about dieting or oh, I don't want to eat that cake because it's not good for me or whatever it is and then and then you hear them saying that back what yeah. message is that giving yeah absolutely um, absolutely it's a subtext sometimes isn't it it's the things that you say is that generally that subconscious stuff that you're thinking about and sometimes you then act upon it or you articulate it in that way um I might have shared with you before but the, the way I way I got into NLP was because I had a phenomenal HR director um many moons ago and um, a guy called Pete and we'd always all all of us a team about 35 of us operational HR whenever you went into his room and he came out you'd go in with a problem and you came out with a solution and he wouldn't say it he wouldn't he wouldn't he would not give you the answers to that issue and at the time I was mobilizing quite a difficult contract um and he was down in Norfolk I was up in Lincolnshire so I didn't see him that often but you go to his office and you'd go with all those problems you know the external stuff coming in left right and center I've got this grievance I've got that I've got all these staff who aren't going to turn up on Monday <sighs> and you go in and, and I I was fairly inexperienced at the time in my, in my from a HR perspective so there was less sort of um knowledge to call upon but what I did have was my behaviour and how I was going to respond to it. And you sometimes recall on those memories that you have from what you've done before and how it worked and how it didn't work. And you'd bring that to the table and you'd be articulating that to him in a way that it's not going to work. I just know it's not going to work. You know, I can just see there's going to be a problem with this. I've got a really bad feeling. And all that language that you use, that bad feeling, there's all that stuff that you put in through your brain, isn't it? All that filter stuff. It's that that value and belief stuff you hold, you know, and, and subconsciously I'm probably thinking, you know, I just don't I just don't know why we've mobilised this contract. I think it's a waste of money, waste of time, waste of energy. I've been given a bad job here to do. And you go out the room and it would just be like, wow, I've come out with so many, so many answers and I've just done it myself. And you'd reprogram, yeah. you'd naturally work, use the NLP techniques to remap and, yeah. and have that sort of genuine cathartic coaching conversation to get you to think about what's going in. How are you distorting all that information that's going in? What what things are you bringing into the, the mix? Your own personal baggage and beliefs and memories that you're calling upon and then come away with a solution. And yeah, it was, and of course, when we all went, went on the training, it was like, this is exactly what this guy is doing. <laughs> so it was so powerful. So, yeah, so it powerful. is. It is. And I think, you know, by with that generalisation, what we don't even realise we're doing it to ourselves. So it's like when you try something new and you fail, and you yeah. go, okay, well, I'll give it another go, and it fails. And you yeah, go, well, yeah. I'm not trying that again because it's failed yeah. twice, and so I guarantee it'll fail the next time. Yeah. So yeah. if you do try it again, it will fail because yeah. you've told yourself, yeah. I believe it'll fail. Um, yeah. And, and that's where learning. To... Sorry, sorry, interjected. No, go on, go for it. But as a four-year-old learning to ride a bike, you don't have so much of that resilience, do you? You don't have so many of those memories. So you'll fall off once, you'll fall off twice. And maybe by the fifth time, you know, we're going through it now with our eldest, you know, the stabiliser and you're going for it. But you haven't had so many of those knockbacks. You've not got so many of those bad memories that are stopping you. But the older you get and that memory bank's growing, <laughs> all these values and beliefs as well that, you know, I know I can hurt myself here. Or I've got a friend who broke their leg falling off their bike or... I heard about that woman who fell off the roller coaster and this happened and you you face events very differently because your life experiences don't you and the knowledge and things that you've come across whereas as a child you, you're still fairly innocent to some of that 
Yeah, absolutely. And and even things that we, you know, our parents do that where they think they're helping, um, mm-hmm. you know, can actually set bad behaviours as well. Um, you know, I was coaching someone mm-hmm. recently who was saying that she she had quite a lot of hang-ups because of what her dad, um, what what mm-hmm. her dad's expectations were. And she yeah. felt that she could never live up to them, even though he yeah. was probably very proud of her. But it was always the language that he used made her feel that she wasn't as confident. Yeah. We've done a lot of unpicking to say, you know, actually, no, this is where you're at, you know, and you need to not judge by others' expectations. Yeah. It's, you know, your perception, no one else's. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's generally a bad parent behind some a lot of those coaching conversations. I think I've yeah, it's a, lot, a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, you're so right. It's just I think they recollect and you can see it kind of them calling it from the memory bank and it takes a while to get there. But the memories and, you know, just failing the 11 plus or not getting the GCSEs that they thought they were going to get. It's, it's all stuff that then shapes and develops them. And subconsciously at the time might have not even bothered them in fact they might have gone through a rebellious period and not bothered doing the a-levels and gone off to uni they might have just done something they wanted to do but subconsciously the language that has been used and the, the you know it's, it's changed their values and beliefs at that point hasn't it and it's certainly had a memory for them which which has a huge impact then on how they then ap- operate and deal with challenges as adults as well absolutely yeah and there's a lot of triggers in there and yeah. When I think back to to my childhood, you know, I, I experienced mm. you know some bullying, and mm. I know mm. that I have triggers when I see that happening to other people, or you know, the certain yeah. things that will be triggered by those personal values of you know memories that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know when, when I said at the beginning about the the NLP principle of the map is not the territory, to to yeah. kind of explain that a bit more as well is is that you know we we assume everybody else thinks the same way that we do absolutely so, <laughs> so yeah I think it's the you know we even the language that we use sometimes we'll say oh obviously yeah yeah, yeah, well, yeah it might be yeah. obvious to to me but it's not obvious to you um yeah. and just just things that you know are just a little bit and uh, just need a little bit more consideration before we we actually talk about certain things um yeah yeah I think that's so true and I think it's it's every piece isn't it it's whether professional and personal and I think even in married life someone you live with 24 7 I think you like to think you know them but that map is so different the way they deal with that and they process that external stuff and it's particularly testing isn't it when you're faced with either forms of adversity and you kind of get to know it then but a lot of people don't on the day-to-day kind of get to grips with that and take notice of it you just you know, my husband laughs at me because I'm. I always he said you always blame everybody else. Like if the toast your toast falls on the morning, follow in the morning, it's someone else's fault. It's not my fault. And it, you know, I think yeah, I don't actually ever hear him blame anybody else. You know, it sounds it's, it's as basic as that, isn't it? But you yeah. don't. You just walk by it on a day to day basis. And then for some people, it's when there's there's something really kind of meaty to deal with, as a family situation or a business situation or personal. And then that kind of, again, it's like a ha-ha moment, isn't it? You're like, yeah, I do understand now that we, we're not seeing this on the same page. Um, yeah. And I, I think for many years that, that I struggled with that. I think it, was, it wasn't until I hit probably 30, because I used to like to think that my friends around me and the people that I'd forged close relationships with were people that I had really close values and beliefs and morals and principles with. And I'd look and I think they had very similar childhood to me and they had very similar beliefs. But actually, when it came to like sticky conversations or sticky things we'd, we'd all deal with it slightly differently 
Um, but I had this like holistic approach that were all, you know, I'd picked my friends, I'd picked my relationships, and I actually picked very similar people in that sense. And so it was all fine. Um, yeah, and, and I soon realised actually that isn't the case. And, you know, life would be boring if we were the same, I guess. But we do assume where we are on that same map, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I said to you, one of the greatest revelations for me was having a conversation with my husband and saying that, um, you know, through coaching, I'd realised I'm a very visual person. So I I see everything in pictures. So if I'm going to describe my holiday, I would tell you about what the hotel looked like, the weather, you know, all the kind of small details that I am actually seeing in my head. Um, I I can see it right now as I'm talking to you. And, yeah. I, and I was explaining this to my husband and saying, you know, how would you describe the holiday? And he, yeah. and he kind of looked blankly at me and said, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, hey, yeah. What do you see when you're picturing us on holiday? What do you see? Yeah. No, literally nothing. No, he just no. didn't, didn't engage. Yeah. And it was this light bulb moment of actually he's he's a very kinesthetic person and you know it's all about the the feelings so he would describe the holiday as yeah yeah it was great we went jet skiing or we did this activity or whatever it was because he's so in that moment yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah, there's this light bulb of all these years of arguing where I'm saying you can't see my point of view he literally can't <laughs> there we go we need to take it to market they should put nlp as part of the match.com <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll yeah, make ourselves but... rich laura <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so true i think years ago i did um uh, some psychometrics and my my boyfriend at the time who was i mean it was years ago yeah he came home and he was like oh you know this is a load of rubbish this is you know you're right up your street load of psychology mumbo jumbo you know we we read it and i was like yeah we're so different and i accepted that you know we're in different careers we're different personalities but we we had that we, we were aware of the behaviors that went into the psychometrics yeah but it wasn't until we did nlp that i soon realized it's not just that it is those sensory pieces that are so important um, and as Matt always says to me, why do you touch things? He only said it at the weekend. We went in the shop. He's like, why are you touching it all? And with COVID, it was a nightmare. He's like, why are you touching everything? Cause like, cause I'm so, I, I struggle with internet shopping for that because I just, it's a tactile piece. And like you, I'm very visual. So um, yeah, having having a FaceTime, I, I FaceTime my mum every day. I don't particularly need to see her face, but I want to know where she is. So yeah. she's in the caravan this week and she's gone to my favourite place. I'm like, oh, show me the picture on and show me, show me Woodbridge. You know, and I, I need to see that, even though I know it, I've got memory of it in my head, very vivid memory from probably 25 years ago. But I want to see it now and see her there so yeah. I can, yeah, yeah, I can put her there and know that she's there, which is just, yeah, exactly that visual piece, isn't it? So absolutely and we see it so much in organizations as well where yeah, you know yeah. when people take on members of staff and they're like I just don't understand I can't get through to this person or yeah. and yeah. and it's huge that actual understanding of how do people think and how absolutely. do people view their world um, yeah it's very different yeah I I've struggled actually I've worked with people that some people are very, very auditory before and I I do find that incredible I and mean, even though like you know when you're trying to do uh, learning styles etc in training but it's just basic communication isn't it when you're having conversations with people and they're so different you know and I, I'll be like you know I see I've, you know, language that you use you know to the, the senior leadership team I can see this and this is where we're going to go and I can see this is what the future is going to look like and they're like they, they're like well what, what do, you know from our perspective well we can't see that we're not on that page and it's it's very different isn't it take people on that journey if they're not the same sensory um process as you 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is, you know, where as a coach, it's that, you know, yeah. matching where people are at and, and pacing them yeah. and then being able to lead them to understand yeah. your point of view, um, you know, yeah. and, and being able to flex. And that's absolutely. what I've realised, you know, with yeah. my husband is now, now I know what he thinks. <laughs> I will try and I'll take him for a walk if I want to, yeah. to speak to him, yeah, um, yeah. you know, yeah. about something important because he yeah. will engage more in doing absolutely. an activity. Yeah, and it, that was something I pulled on with a coachy last week, actually. She's fairly new to line manager and she's got somebody who's similar age to her that she's working with. And they're getting a really good rapport, but, you know, clearly very different uh, experiences and perceptions of, of this line management appointment. And we did this. We just literally went through the senses and the way she was describing everything. She's very, 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 very visual. She'll tell me in the week what she's done and what she's seen. And, you know, I went for a dog walk and I did this and we went on holiday and this is what we saw. And um the penny dropped that the person she was trying to manage wasn't so we, we had exactly that conversation sometimes to have those honest conversations take them for a walk have a conversation with them making sure they're hearing what you're saying give them those examples um and it's so important for people to understand that isn't it it's so so important because it's so powerful yeah um, absolutely yeah so um, i think yeah i certainly was very ignorant to that for many years and just i think you kind of bounce through life don't you and you need <laughs> and and then when relationships change and your people you've worked with people over the years and you've you've kind of lick your wall wings, don't you, to some of those management decisions you either make or the relationships you've had with people. Um and NLP just yeah, just cements all of that really. And I think, yeah, generally when you have these conversations as part of coaching, it's as I always say, it's the aha moments. Yeah. Um I, I think that's the only way I can describe it. People just go, Yeah, I get that now. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and it's always the bits where um you know I, I was speaking to someone just earlier today actually about um mm. uh, you know where they wanted to be and what their goals were and and yeah. their their words they were saying was oh I I have the answers. I know you you're telling me things I already know. Um yeah. and it is that holding a mirror up to someone yeah. and saying actually you know you do know what you want to do. Yeah, um, yeah. but how are you going to implement that? How are you going to get there? Because yeah. You know, you know, most people, it's quite uncomfortable to actually look yeah. in the mirror. Um, Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. it's the same thing. We don't do it unless we're being coached and, and we have to and yeah. we're forced into that position. Um, and that's 100%. only where the change happens. 100%. And if people can get this when... Uh, an external environment of rental piece goes into their brain there's 200 million pieces that have got to process all the various things that go on in that brain to then give the output behavior if they just know they don't need to do the theory and i certainly don't let's say don't like to talk too much about the theory but if you understand some of those basic principles how they behave how they offshoot some of that stuff is so powerful and it changes doesn't it like you say if they know they want to be in a certain place and they want to grow the business or they want to take on employees and start leading people all that stuff as it goes in those values beliefs personal ex previous experiences good bag the ugly all goes into the mix doesn't it um yeah. and like you said before the, the element of the generalization the distortion it all goes into play and if they just know two or three of those snippets and how to impact that behavior on the way out um yeah. We probably need to talk about the drama, drama trial and call in another session because that, again, is a huge thing, isn't it? That people really help people as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we've got our next, our next podcast topic there. Um, but yeah, I hope, you know, for anybody listening that that's given you a little mm -hmm. bit of an insight into, um, you know, the, the, the very basic um, model. Um, and obviously we could we could talk all day, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah 
if anyone has any kind of feedback or wants any suggestions on uh, future topics, please do get in touch. Um, yeah, the next podcast will certainly be uh, the the drama triangle. Absolutely. And I think if we share the model, literally we'll give you the model and you think about a scenario that you've been dealt with in the last week and put that through the model. And you'll it'll be honestly, it'll be the aha moment that you, you'll get and take away, hopefully, from this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We rely heavily on word of mouth, so if you found value in this episode, please hit subscribe and share it with family and friends. If you'd like to find out a bit more about us, you can find us on our Facebook group, Pair Entrepreneurs Club, or alternatively on Instagram, Entrepreneurs underscore club. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to talking to you next time.